Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for a special edition regarding the U.S. federal lawsuit filed against BoxRec, Daniel Canahan, MTK Global, and ABC. This has massive and wide-ranging implications due to its very, very serious natures. Uh, as first uh, reported by our friends across the pond at Boxing 247, uh, here goes the story, and it's a lengthy one, but I'll try to keep as brief as possible, yet it is complex. Boxers Brendan Dennis and Ivana Habazin, along with Habazin's manager Charles Munitz and promoter Edward Mendy, have filed a lawsuit for injunctive relief and for damages against BoxRec, several employees and owners named, uh, the Association of Boxing Commissions, that's the ABC, Round 10 Boxing, the Dubai Boxing Commission, uh, and most importantly, I see here MTK Global and MTK Global sponsor, consultant, and controller, Daniel Conahan. And many other unnamed uh, defendants who are acting in concert with and or conspiring with them. So we're not only talking about defendants or co-defendants in a case, we're talking about co-conspirators in a case. This particular case relates mainly to an event that took place at the Arabian Ranches Golf Club a year ago in Dubai and highlights that BoxRec are suppressing results submitted by numerous commissions around the world, something that Mike Mazzulli, the president of the North American Association of Boxing Commissions, the ABC, has known about for a long time but constantly has failed to deal with. Back in 2016, Gianluca DiCaro, Vice President of the British and Irish Boxing Authority, that's BIBA, highlighted BoxRec's suppression of results from a number of commissions, including BIBA, to Mr. Mazzulli. Following the appointment of BoxRec as joint official record keeper for the ABC, along with longtime official record keeper Fight Facts. Mr. DiCaro, with assistance from former ABC President Tim Lukenhoff, and International Boxing Federation IBF rated ratings director Annabelle Miramontes compiled a dossier of cases of not just the suppression of results, but also doctoring of boxers' records and clear cases of boxer endangerment due to BoxRec's failure to update boxer records or event results, which were submitted to Mr. Mazzulli. Mr. Mazzulli sent an email to both BoxRec and Fight, Fight, Fight Facts with the heading BoxRec details of record manipulation and failure to list events or update records, in which he wrote, in an effort to resolve this issue, all ABC box record keeping will actively recognize and record all pro boxing contests for all commissions, including those in the United Kingdom that are sent in by those boxing commissions that are recognized by the ABC. Mr. Mazzulli's instructions were clear enough, yet box records continue to ignore the ABC edict and continues to do so even today, as is clear by this latest case. Yet the ABC took no further action against BoxRec. Due to the lack of action by the ABC, Mr. DiCaro submitted substantial case files to the Federal Trade Commission, that's the FTC, highlighting BoxRec's inaccuracies and failures. More recently, Mr. DiCaro highlighted the dangers of BoxRec's actions in an article published by the British Boxing Magazine. Um, and there's an article on uh, boxing247.com that directly takes you to that information. In the article, Mr. DiCaro referred to an email from another former ABC president, Mr. Greg Serb, to Mr. Mazzulli, in which he stated, I have become increasingly frustrated by the way BoxRec has single-handedly decided what fight results shall be included in the ABC database. 
Box Rec, like Fight Facts, is a record keeper. That is it. They are not a commission. Box Rec does not decide what is a good result and what is not. The fact that if boxing result comes in from a commission anywhere in the world, that result must be posted. Yet even after receiving that email, no action had been taken by the ABC to ensure BoxRec comp- complied to Mr. Mazzulli's edict that BoxRec must actively recognize and record all pro boxing contests for all commissions. The current case also highlights the direct involvement of Daniel Kinahan, who is a known leader of an organized crime syndicate that the U.S. government placed a $5 million reward for information that leads to the arrest of Mr. Kinahan and other high-ranking leaders of the cartel. And in that regard, they link to another article uh, regarding uh, the sanctions of senior members of the Kinahan International Criminal Gang. Mr. Kinahan recently received vocal support from Mauricio Suleiman, president of the WBC. There's another link to that article. At a time when the U.S. ambassador to, for Ireland, Claire Cronin, called for the boxing world to cut ties with the gang boss. Uh, and again, another article, a link there you can go to. This is a fantastic story with lots of links and lots of information. I highly recommend you go to boxing247.com to get access to these links. The case submitted to the U.S. courts will have significant effect on a number of British boxers who are signed to and receive financial support from Mr. Kinahan and or MTK, as well as the British Boxing Board of Control, who licensed MTK promoter Lee Eaton, as well as sanctioned MTK events in the United Kingdom, despite being fully aware of that the financing of these events is from the proceeds of serious crime. Robert Smith, the General Secretary of the Boxing, British Boxing Board of Control, stated last year there's nothing the BBBOC uh, can do to prevent the continued involvement of Daniel Kinahan in the sport as he is not licensed by them. The effect this case could have on the boxing world is far-reaching, one that is likely to not only highlight the corruption that is rife in the sport, but also affect some of the UK's top boxing stars, those among those whose careers would benefit greatly by them receiving dirty money from Kinahan or MTK. What a whopper of a story. Let me just flip over very quickly to uh, as, uh, more information from Sky News on this U.S. reward. U.S. offers $5 million reward for the arrest of the Kinahan gang leaders as it ranks them with the mafia. The Kinahans are an organized crime group that smuggles deadly narcotics, including cocaine, to Europe and are also involved in money laundering and drug-related crime and violence, including murder, U.S. officials said. Speaking in Dublin after the U.S. government unveiled tough Russia-style sanctions against the gang, the U.S. ambassador to Ireland, Claire Cronin, said the reward would be provided for information leading to the financial disruption of the Kinahans or the arrest of or conviction of Daniel Kinahan, his father Christopher Sr. and brother Christopher Jr. Tackling the Kinahans is an urgent priority for President Biden and the U.S. government, Ms. Cronin said. The dramatic intervention of the United States is seen as a major blow to the sprawling crime gang whose drug and firearms trafficking grew out of Dublin streets to span countries around the world. Quote, today, the Kenahans joined the ranks of the Kimura, the Italian Mafia Organization, and Japan's Yakuza, said Gregory Kajanis from the U.S. Department of Treasury, which had earlier announced the sanctions. 
Matt Holm from Britain's NCA, which was involved in the international operation, said that today was a huge blow to the Kinahans. They thought they were untouchable, but we'll explore every opportunity to disrupt their criminal activities. We will not stop here. The sanctions mean that money or assets the Kinahans have in the U.S. or in U.S. banks can be frozen, as well as any U.S.-controlled properties similar to the restrictions placed on Russian oligarchs in the wake of the invasion of Ukraine. Their credit cards can be blocked and they cannot fly on U.S. airlines, as well as the three senior uh, Kinahans, all uh, who are now based in the United Arab Emirates. Uh, the sanctions also apply to associates Sean McGovern, Ian Dixon, Bernard Clancy, who are all based in Dubai, and John Morrissey, who lives in Spain. Two UAE-based companies, Hupu Sports and Dukushu General Trading, are sanctioned uh, as in Nero Drinks, which is based in Glasgow and produces Nero Vodka. So uh, there, the U.S. says that John Morrissey owns or controls Nero Drinks and is a significant portion of the business uh, and has given a significant portion of the business to Daniel Kinahan to compensate for loads of drugs seized by law enforcement. The Americans also said that Daniel Kinahan sources large quantities of cocaine in South America and attempts to import the drugs to the United Kingdom. He fled Ireland after the infamous Regency Hotel shooting in 2016 when gunmen from the rival Hutch gang disguised as armed police attempt to murder him, killing an associate instead. At least 18 people have been murdered in the feud between the two gangs. Daniel Kinahan lives in Dubai, where in recent years he has attempted to reposition himself as a boxing promoter and has worked with Tyson Fury. There is no suggestion that Fury was involved in any criminality, by the way. Two weeks ago, Thomas Bomber Kavanaugh, the top man in the UK for the Kinahans, was jailed for 21 years at Ipswich Crown Court. The National Crime Agency, as I said earlier, the NCA, said that he masterminded a commercial-scale smuggling operation and imported cocaine and cannabis worth $30 million. Pounds. Two other men, Gary Vickery and Daniel Canning, also received lengthy prison terms. The Irish police are holding a news conference in Dub Dublin later this morning. Uh, that would be later today, I guess, or earlier today. I wish further details of the Irish and British involvement in the international operation against the Canans will be revealed. That is a holy cow moment for uh, boxing. I want to thank you for joining me in this short presentation uh, here on Talk and Fight. Invite you to go to boxing247.com for more information and all those links I mentioned earlier. Uh, what an incredible story. Uh, the actual uh, court case that was filed in the United States District Court uh, by Edward uh, Mendy and Brenda Denez, Avana Bazin, Charles Munez, uh, they're all plaintiffs, but it's 102 pages long. It is a whopper of a document and uh, goes on to, in great detail to describe not only by way of introduction who all the various defendants are and, and what their involvement in boxing is and, uh, and how they uh, are involved if you will in the to the detriment of the the plaintiffs but also uh, with respect to uh, what criminal activity uh, for example uh, the uh, mtk global uh, organizers owners are involved and it is absolutely an incredible read i uh, highly recommend you uh, source it and uh, read it yourself uh, it is truly incredible right thank you for joining me here on talk and fight i do appreciate uh, your time ever like share subscribe 
uh, and uh, you'll continue to receive more information as it involves in this particular story. I want to thank you, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow for uh, Boxing News Today on Talk and Fight.